0: On today's episode, we're going to talk a few minutes here about what's happened in the first couple of games in the first round of the playoffs, and then we'll have some fun with trivia next.
1: Welcome back to the Two Pointers Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Trevor. And we are into the first round of the playoffs. We're here. We are only like a couple games in, to be honest. But we're going to kind of go through what's going on so far. But with that being said, Trevor, how are you? How did you enjoy the uh, playing tournament
0: that you didn't get to attend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I am disappointed. Unfortunately, I would have loved to have seen them get. Thrashed I'm disappointed by in them too. So that's okay. Oh, I would have been more fun to watch them get thrashed by 29 in person versus on TV in a bar somewhere in Charlotte. But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to Ticketmaster for taking like 30 days for a refund. No, I look. It was a fun weekend. NBA playoff first weekend is always really fun. It's not as fun as obviously the first weekend of the uh, NCAA tournament, but I am happy the playoffs are here. It just feels like just feels like home watching the playoffs. Games every night. Well, obviously, we've got a couple tonight as we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, abnormally. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about some of these games. Some of these crazy moments as well that have already happened so far. So, you want to deep dive right into – I, for some reason, did West-East again. I don't know why I keep doing it that way, but we're going to keep rolling that way.
1: Lakers-Homer, so you just think Western Conference first.
0: Maybe the Suns are just that good. They're playing the Pelicans here in round one. Uh, They are up one to zero as of recording this. To keep in mind, we were recording this on Tuesday, April 19th. Shout out
1: to you for picking the Pelicans to make the playoffs. Yeah, right. Now, I mean, you were helped by the fact that Paul George got COVID the day
0: of the elimination game. To be fair, I picked them regardless of his COVID situation. Uh, I believe in this Pelicans team uh, going forward. That was actually the biggest takeaway I had was despite losing by basically twenty five, I think it was um, to a thirty and ten Chris Paul, who by the way um, is I only in some lost by eleven. Eleven? Wow. See, this is why there's so many games. You got to be more aware of stuff like that. But for me, it was business as usual for Phoenix. I think this Pelicans team is set up to play them well. I mean, they're not set up to beat them. Is my point. So what I mean by that is they have people like Herb Jones. Uh, they have people like Alvarado who can get the ball. Uh, out of your hands quickly and I think that's a really weird matchup for the Suns they're obviously the better version of Pelicans they're basically a similar team uh, but this team is just they deserve a little bit of credit and that was what I was going to lead with, with the Pelicans uh, Suns portion was just I think the Zion news this year kind of overshadowed the fact that the Pelicans went on this insane run in the second half of the year um, with pieces like Jonas Valanciunas who they acquired in a Stevens-Adam trade uh, Herb Jones obviously like we mentioned Will probably end up being the steal of the draft If not just the second round They got it 35 um, They just deserve a lot of credit after all the stuff With David Griffin as well uh, With some of the comments they were making about him So they deserve at least Some some two-pointers podcast recognition I don't know what take that as much <laughs> Take that as much of a, as you want You got the stamp of approval from this at least But uh, I do think the Pelicans deserve A little bit of fun Oh for sure and I think like
1: the Zion question becomes big because if he is playing, this is a different series we're talking about. It's a much more interesting one, but he's not there. Uh, the rumors coming out is that uh, Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans disagree about whether or not he's healthy enough to play. Now we don't know which side thinks what, because Zion's workouts tell me he's ready to go. Um, so it could go either way. It could be New Orleans thinks he's healthy, or maybe they don't. They're holding him out, but uh The word is there's some disagreements there, but currently Williamson not expected to
0: play against Phoenix. Are they sitting him because they don't want him to get hurt to play next year, or are they sitting him for trade reasons? That's interesting. Or is he sitting himself? No, I, I don't think so. Just because for me, the ideal situation is if he's looking like those dunks and those videos on Instagram, that tells me that he's posting those in the intent that he feels like he is ready to play and Mm -hmm. the team feels the other way. is my opinion, at least. I think the one thing for looking forward in this series, that since it won't be looking very far forward uh, by the get time we talk right. again... Yeah, we, by the time we talk again, this is... I think we'll end up being a three or a four by then. It'll be over by the time we talk again. Um, They need to limit Paul. They do not need to overplay him. I know he had 30 and 10 in the first game, the one by 11. They can win this series without him. Like, get, obviously... 30 on 16 shots. Yeah, can't... Well, so the thing is, the campaign's not playing like he did last year, right? He's not playing in that role where he's – I mean, he was just unbelievable last year in the playoffs and especially in the finals. And they they obviously only need like 60% of that from him for them to win this series still. So I think C.J. McCollum will be a problem for that if you don't play Paul. But otherwise, uh, I think they can do it. Who we got next? 4-5? or five? Is that Dallas, Utah? um dallas utah the series that i mentioned last week that i probably will watch none of just which for... is weird because
1: i find it one of the most interesting ones but you don't want to watch any of it
0: it is for me it's interesting off the court it's the will Luca play and as the word for now, is for
1: game three yes
0: yes um as well as you know mitchell's still not passing to Gobert. And we never, we kind of like that story about the passing stats. We still don't know if they're real or fake, but we we did um, brush over I'm just going to give you some
1: observations about whether or not I
0: think they're real. Okay. Well, we brushed uh, over it. It happened a few weeks ago. We just never talked about it.
1: Game one, Utah won 99 to 93. Uh, Donovan Mitchell finished the game with 32 points on 10 of 29 shooting, 6, point, six rebounds, six assists. Rudy Gobert finished with five points on zero of one shooting. 17 rebounds, no assists. So, Gobert tallied one shot in game one into the Jazz victory. Yeah. um,
0: Mitchell tallied 29. Yeah, I've sold all my diamonds. Game two. All of it. I sold it all. I'll take the stock loss.
1: 110-104 victory for the Mavericks because Jalen Brunson went full superstar mode. 41. good on you, kid.
0: No also, shout-out
1: to way. that Maxi Cleva had 25 on 11 shots for Dallas last night as well. Um, Gobert had eight points, took five shots this time, whole five. Mitchell was 13 of 30 with his 34 points. So he's taken – Donovan has 59 shots in two games thus far in the series. And
0: Gobert has what, like nine? Gobert has six shots. Six shots. Oh, brother. Um, there's zero chance. Gobert is
1: together, two basically. for six, and Donovan is – 23 for 59.
0: Yeah, there's zero chance these two play together another game after this series if they think it has. The Gobert has 34 rebounds. Just keep that there. Hey, look, he's he is what he is. Um, the defensive <laughs> rating numbers I heard on a pod the other day uh, shout out to Ryan Russillo for this. Uh, his defensive numbers in the playoffs, I've, I've, I've been making that pitch to you for a year and a half about just how, dis, how distinguishably worse he is when teams really pick on him, essentially, in the playoffs. Um, but his defensive rating numbers are 12 to 15 points worse from regular season plus season for the last five years. It's disappointing. Well, what I do want to
1: point out, though, like the, at least what I saw last night, um, it was the fact the rest of the Jazz team couldn't guard Jalen Brunson at all is what killed them. That's fair because Rudy Gobert and it's going to go on him as his defensive rating right numbers being bad because his man was scoring, but he was having to leave his man because Jalen Brunson was blowing by every Utah guard, and so he leaves his man and the guy hits the corner three. But that's not his fault. Like, what is he supposed to do? Just let Brunson take a layup every time? Well, so that because that's like an eighty percent
0: shot. while well, the one in the corner, the corner three is at 37%. Shot. Totally fine. The biggest thing is the Dallas Mavericks don't have the kind of roster to be able to pick on him, and guess who does? The Phoenix Suns. Paul is going to take every switch he can get, and he's going to take every 13-footer he can get, and Paul's probably going to average 22 and 11 next round if they play the Jazz. Um, if the Jazz yeah. move on. I mean,
1: yeah, it's a one-to-one, have... and
0: now Luka's finally going to play. He hasn't played yet. Well, and I, th- I still think It feels a little quick, but he's also the perfect guy for the calf injury because he can play so slow like they do. He plays slow. Well, they're the slowest-paced team in the league, so they're going to do that. is a slow-paced player as well. Uh, Which is perfect for that kind of injury. You don't want to have down with a calf. Um, What I do think is interesting and why I'm glad you brought that Brunson point up. Um, Shout-out to him for having no turnovers, by the way, when he scored 41. Mm -hmm. But – they can't rely on Brunson, and I know Donch is just coming back, and if he comes back for game four and the Jazz can win game three here, I think this series is over. However, this is probably the most dif- dysfunctional the Jazz have ever been as a playoff team in the yeah. Mitchell and Gobert era, and it's, it's eye-opening. Like, it is like stuff is first- not
1: working between Mitchell and Gobert, and it looks like Gobert is going to be the one that gets moved. I, you can have your own opinions about whether or not or not that's a good idea. I think Utah gets a lot worse. I don't like they get know. worse no matter what the situation is, no matter who they move between Gobert and Mitchell
0: because they have to choose one.
1: Um, at this point,
0: but, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm not a fan of either. To be clear, I never have been. Uh, obviously, Gobert, I understand where he is all time in terms of defensive rating and the big season. Rudy Gobert. I wait and look. We know that. <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> is, you move either of them, it's not a good thing. Regardless, nah. I, I'm just not a fan. I,
1: the Jazz I, might be about
0: to fall apart
1: a year after. Winning the Western
0: Conference regular season. Um, What is it? The bigger they are, the harder they fall? I think that's hilarious because you're talking about a team with Rudy Gobert. Um, However, and I made the joke earlier, and this will be a funny transition in just a second, but I sold all of my Donovan Mitchell stock. I actually sold it a while back. I never told anybody I put in my stock loss order on it.
1: You remember when I told you Zach Levine was just as good as Donovan Mitchell and you didn't agree with me? It's like a year ago.
0: (laughs) Well, so I, not necessarily. I didn't agree. What I was <laughs> what I was thinking was <laughs> Donovan Mitchell can prove to me still that there's another level. What I'm referring to is all of the Dwayne Wade comparisons that I got so nauseated by over the last five years with Mitchell. I mean, it was like the only thing. And I'll I'll hold that because there are a lot of guys who keep getting compared to Dwayne Wade. It's he's like he's a scoring
1: player. superstar. He can't really shoot threes, but he's a scoring superstar.
0: Yeah, he's the one. And I'm going to hold my thoughts on that because there's a guy that I think is comparable to Dwayne Wade that we'll talk about in a few series here shortly. So I'm going to oh. hold my Donovan Mitchell stock talk and we're going to move it on to a Anthony. later date. Um, before we do that, let's do Warriors. <laughs> nuggets. Ignoring me, yep. We're, we're going to do Warriors Nuggets first because I hate to see
1: stuff like this for Nicola.
0: Well, the MVP is gassed. I mean, you, game one. He and the people like
1: are looking at this and saying like he doesn't deserve MVP. Because he does. Was, he does. It's tough to see, but it's like. So you know who the Nuggets started, like the starting lineup for the Nuggets was last night? It was bad. <laughs> I do know. Monty Morris, Nikola Jokic, Will Barton, Aaron Gordon,
0: and Jeff Green. <laughs> Resurging, get, uh, get Jeff Green, by the way. Oh, piss off. The researching, Jeff Green's been really good this year. He's, he's One been, for three with three points last night. <laughs> no, I didn't say the last night. I said this year. No, Jeff Green's been really good. I actually really am a fan of Jeff Green last year or so. so. Nikola
1: had 26 points. The next leading scorer was a three-way tie at 12 points between Will Barton, Monty Morris, and Bones
0: mm-hmm. Island. Look, I told you when I saw them in person that this roster sucks. <laughs> it's yes. so bad. It, like, I'm talking Aaron Gordon. Now, Jokic can make those guys look better than they are. Mm-hmm. Like the next tier, right? So if if Aaron Gordon is a tier four player in the NBA, he can make him look like a tier three or a tier two and a half. Like, you take those tiers as you must. He can do that, right? Can you imagine what he would be looking like right now if he had Jamal Murray, who yesterday tweeted, y'all act like I don't want to be out there shaking my head. So clearly, <laughs> there's a little bit of frustration and discourse there. but
1: Yeah, it's... This is a team that I love most. I mean, because I love Jokic. I think Murray's awesome. I like Michael Porter Jr. Sons back injury.
0: Injuries have crippled this. What was the most exciting young team in the West? I tell you the truth. The way this Warriors team is playing right now, even with Steph being, you know, let's say 65%. I think that's probably conservative.
1: This is him on 65%. I am terrified.
0: I fully think he's not anywhere close to 90%. Uh, That's the crazy part. What I'm saying is I think they're getting right at the right time. This is the best Jeremiah Green we've seen in a couple of years, finally, uh, dealing with the back issues. Um, I think even with Murray and and Porter Jr., I think this series ends in six regardless. I think the Warriors pull it off because they're just getting right at the right time. And if you're either playing Minnesota coming up, and we'll talk about it in a moment, they would either play Minnesota or a Memphis team that's going to have to fight their butts off to win this this first round series. I it there's this clear path for them to make it to the Western Conference Finals, and I'm totally fine with seeing Golden that State. Would be. yeah, yeah, because I'm not. Yeah, because I'm totally fine with seeing that because I think they deserve it. Golden team State team scary because like they're going to have to.
1: Gordon like, Poole becoming in the submitting himself as the third Splash Bro, and then you got Wiggins and Draymond and.
0: Golden State scared. They're scared. I hate to to turn this into another Andrew Wiggins slander segment, but um, they—they got okay. He shouldn't have been an All Star
1: starter, but he is a very good basketball
0: player. He is. Um, is. This series, though, like they either got to play him a lot to get him right, or they limit his minutes and hope that he can play better in the round round two. Because I'm just not impressed with his minutes so far. Um, That quote death lineup they're bringing back the Death Star 2.0 lineup. um, I just. I mean, he's the other guy you play there. Cause it's really not, you don't play Looney in that lineup, even though you could, but it, the Draymond at the five, five piece works. I just think the Wiggins at the fourth thing hurts. Obviously you have KD in the, in the past in that spot. So you're a lot better off with the death lineup when you have Kevin Durant. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just not impressed with Wiggins minutes. And I hope. Golden State it.
1: won by 20 last night and Clay Thompson only hit three threes.
0: I know it was, I watched the first half of that game and it, It was eye-opening because every time I watched, I'm like, "Oh, like Clay would make Clay was doing a lot of things, and it's it's like the post Achilles thing. You obviously want to be nervous until he's like, you know. Obviously, Katie proved that you can come back from an Achilles, but like he's making these cuts, these really hard like cuts that a 30-year-old Clay's 30 now, isn't he? 30-year-old guy shouldn't be making on an Achilles and an ACL repair." And he's going back door on Monty Morris and making Monty Morris get technical fouls. I mean, it's like he's doing things that isn't Clay of now mm-hmm. normally, obviously, because Clay's a three point shooter normally, but they're doing things that are out of character that are that are helping them win this series quickly. Even more,
1: that was just kind of seemed like the the modus operandi for the team as a whole. Because Steph Curry drove to the basket a ton last night. Steph was five of ten from three. He was seven for seven
0: inside the arc. It's very uncharacteristic. Again, playing at about seventy percent, and then I got see. him 30, 34 points at seventy percent. That's a scary, and that's that's part of. And I, look, seventy percent is just for my analysis, my eye test yeah. being like Big he's not fully there, but he can get there. Greatest um, score ever.
1: Can we call Steph the greatest scorer ever? Is that okay? Can. I'm not. You can though. I'm not saying overall basketball player, but I mean like. Put whoever you want to put in there. I think the most insane scoring talent we've ever seen, in
0: my uh, opinion. Let's, let's we've already ahead. called him the greatest shooter. I'm going to go ahead and bookmark. This is me imaginarily bookmarking that for the offseason when there's no basketball for two and a half months. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bookmark. Well, here's just me. Just, you debate. keep
1: waiting on LeBron to retire to have the conversation, so you might as well just throw this along the line, too.
0: Yeah, we're look, in the offseason, depending on the month, or depending on the week, we are – man – Basketball gone, it hurts for a basketball show. So you got to think of things like that. We may so. have to actually watch the summer league. It's gonna to be tough. Hey, I'm not opposed to going to Vegas. Uh, anyway. I'm going. <laughs> all right,
1: whatever. Let's um,
0: roll with. Let's roll with Memphis, Minnesota, because I think Golden State wins a series in four. Probably. Yeah,
1: so um, which
0: is sad. But
1: man, people keep like restraining themselves to the court in these Timberwolves games.
0: See, that's. <laughs> That's not how we should lead this. And I know why you're doing it, because it's funny. Can I t- That's the biggest headline about these games. It's one of the biggest headlines. about these. Games. People should be headlining this with, is Anthony Edwards the next Dwayne Wade? That's what we should be That's what next. we talked about when he was getting drafted. So, I was not that high on him, and I'm, this is my public apology to him and all of Timberwolves fans. Um, it was, for me, it was Wiseman, LaMelo, Edwards in that order. I guess I wasn't entirely wrong. Uh, LaMelo looks great. But
1: you had Wiseman as the top guy.
0: I did. I always had
1: LaMelo as my top guy.
0: So, this series specifically, <laughs> transitioning back to the guy that went first. Yeah. So, the
1: first woman tried to super glue her hand to the floor. That was in the play in game that Minnesota employee, won.
0: Employee and then of this the next arena, one, the what? Employee of the arena, by the way. The yeah. first woman.
1: And the next one in a di- in a different city, a whole different city. This first game was in Memphis. This is in. Uh, first game was in Minnesota because it was the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Now, this is in Memphis. A different woman ties herself to the goal, or tries to, all trying to protest the Timberwolves' former
0: owner. Who apparently has something to do with killing animals.
1: So, the I'm, just to, I just want
0: to emphasize how crazy these people are a bit further by explaining
1: it to everyone. Former. No, not just the former owner. Yeah, they were, he owns a chicken farm where the chickens had to be killed in mass. You know why? They had bird flu.
0: I hate where this segment is gone already.
1: If the chickens hadn't been killed in mass, it would have started another indifferent global pandemic. That's Anthony what they're protesting.
0: Anthony Edwards had the and the simple owner, prevented
1: a different
0: global pandemic. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I hope they both can okay. for a, a year. So,
1: my question is, because in both of these games, the Timberwolves looked great and kept winning, do they need to make sure someone tries to, like, <laughs> protest
0: publicly in all of their games in this series? Is that the secret sauce? No, the secret sauce is Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is the <laughs> next best great player of our generation. <laughs> I was fighting a way to get as far away from that as possible and go straight into my vendetta of this series. Uh, can I... Look all jokes aside, there was not a guy in that top three where we were going, one of these guys is a generational talent. We did that the next year. with LaMelo Cunningham. Ball. I well, said we let's be clear. We weren't, we, we publicly as people of the NBA, we're not saying that. Yeah, I was. That's great. You're one person. <laughs> what I'm getting at is we did it the next year with Kate Cunningham. We were like, Hmm, this guy has the potential of this generational talent. Whether you disagree or agree with it or not, people need to realize that Anthony Edwards is the real deal. and, they very well I'm, – I'm just going to say it now. They very well are probably going to win this series. Now, that is, not a, that is not a diss on Memphis. That is not a diss on John Morant. That is not a diss on Taylor Jenkins. Well, I'm confident that they're going to likely win this series. No, I didn't say Minnesota. they – look, I said they very well might. I'm not okay. saying they will win this series. They have a chance to. It's too early because they can't make any major like whatever. I already picked Memphis, and I believe it was six. So at the end of the day – I already think the series is going to be semi-close because I picked them in six, I believe. If I didn't, please let me know. I think it was five or six. But regardless, Minnesota's really good. And I think, I mean, they were the team. I I called it all-star break. I said, they are going to be a team that goes on this crazy run. I didn't think it'd be this crazy. To be clear, did not think it would be this wild. And it completely continges on the fact that most of March, Anthony Elbers was out with a knee injury or was in and out of the lineup with a knee injury. They were still winning games. Whether or not Russell and him work together, I don't care, right? It is working currently, and this team has the potential where if Golden State comes out and Steph does not continue to get healthier and they play better, they have a chance to make the finals, the Western Conference finals, which is insane to think of a seventh seed. But they, it just, it's, they have the right team for it. They just don't defend very well. They're the worst defensive team in the playoffs uh, ahead of Brooklyn.
1: I'm going to have to see a little more um, from them before I even think that they're going
0: to win this series. I'm laying out the potential. I'm laying out the potential. And the reason I say that is because, do you know the last team to win as a 17 was? Win the final? No, to win the first round series, 2-7. Oh. um, You know. know. I think you were a fan of this team, too. I think you liked them just as much as I did. This was before we had a show, obviously. But the Mike Conley... Zach Randolph. uh, Oh, the grit and grind Grizzlies. The grit and grind Grizzlies were the last ones to beat the Spurs in a 2 7. An experienced Spurs, by the way, who went on the next year to win the title. Fun fact. (laughs) So um, I'm laying the groundwork for the fact that I think there's a lot of comparisons to that team. Um, You take the Pat Bev and the Shane Battier roles and you compare them. Pat Bev is that anchor. On defense, whether you like him or not. I don't personally, but anyway. Uh okay, yeah. Shane Battier. Shane Battier is a good comparison. You have your big, your really good best player in Marcus Sol. Whether you thought Zebo was the best player or not, it doesn't matter. Marcus Sol was the best player on that team. And then you have a uh-huh. lot of pieces that are comparable across the board, right? You have the Anthony Edwards piece. Mike Conley was only in his third or fourth year at that point. So there's a lot of comparisons in terms of the you know ages of these guys. It's super, super creepy how like comparable to these very teams. different style
1: of basketball but yeah
0: very different style of basketball it's just the fact that they might be able to do it and i just saw it. i was like you know what what does history say because you know, I always like hmm nba history is very creepy it's just like regular history repeats itself um but these two teams have a lot of comparison and i do think anthony edwards is the real deal and there's a lot of scenarios that we could go down but i'm not going to do that now i may save that for when he's an all-star and an all nba third team guy next year <laughs> i'll save it for them do Miami think, and Atlanta. Do, well, before we go that far, do you think? Because obviously we both had we both had Phoenix, Utah, Golden State, and Memphis so far. None of those picks have flipped for you, correct? Cool. Me either. Just wanted to lay the groundwork for if some of them did. For me, the closest one that may have flipped is going to be Minnesota-Memphis, but that's just a matter of what Game Two looks like, uh, which is tonight, which I'm super excited to watch. So yes, Miami, Atlanta. Get the brooms out. You're you're just you're just really really bullish on the fact that like they're we're gonna have a sweep and you just you're just gonna pick a lot of them and whoever comes out comes out. Um, I don't I don't see a way that Atlanta wins yeah I don't either. There. It is and a horrible they, matchup for them. For me, there's only one real reason though. They they came into game one on Sunday, which by the way, whether you like it or not, the Hawks got screwed in the scheduling of this. Like they play the play in part of it and then they have to play Miami at the twelve o'clock on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day it was. It was early, right? They, the Heat, are looking, they being the Heat, are looking a lot better than I think a lot. Like, obviously, they're the one seed, but you and I especially weren't, we're not like, oh, Miami's the favorite, they're coming out, whatever. No one's thinking that, right? However, though, they might be the best defensive team in the East, and it might not be close. Um, What they did, one through five, to Trey, in the first quarter alone, they said, you know what? Kyle, you're going to guard him for a little while couple of possessions, Kyle shuts him down. Trey's like, I'm going to try to move around, get a switch. Cool. Oh, now I have to be guarded by, wow, that's Jimmy Butler. That sucks. Spends a couple possessions with Jimmy Butler, tries to get another switch again. He goes, wow, P.J. Tucker. I mean, P.J. Tucker might not be able to stop Trey Young necessarily because of how slow he is in comparison, but he's going to at least intimidate him. He's at least going to try his butt off, right? The
1: difference maker on last year's NBA Finals winner.
0: Correct. Crazy enough, towards the end of the first quarter, Trey's like, "Let me try to get a switch onto a big," and then he goes, "Well, well I have to play against Bam Adebayo, who, by the way, can is probably one of the best switchable big men in the NBA right now. Like, it, not even he's he's what Rudy Gobert is supposed to be if he was the perfect you know switchable defender, right? Because Gobert does everything better than Adebayo, but as soon as you go to switch, Bam is what we want out of it, right?" Uh, they just – what they did defensively in the first half just blew me away, and I had to watch that game back later because I wasn't able to watch it live. It Like, they just made Trey look stupid, and it was like – it was just – they did it with a smile on their face. That was it. So, yeah, the stamp of approval for me with Miami, I, I don't think it matters who's here at eight. I, I'm sorry to the Hornets. I'm sorry to whoever else could have been oh, I didn't pick the Hornets to win there at eight. <laughs> yeah, no. It's just they, they did such a good job of containing Trey, and I think they continued to do that anything else before we go Philly Toronto everyone's favorite 2-0 series (laughs) Uh, leading with that everyone's favorite 2-0 series who uh, by the way you know Philly will now being up 2-0 will be missing Matisse Thibault in Canada uh, because he is not fully vaccinated and he cannot play in Canada this is not a political show home court advantage
1: for the Raptors
0: yeah this is not a political show Um, it's that home court advantage man (laughs) Contrary to our thoughts in Minnesota-Memphis and now talking about vaccines, uh, but the show is a basketball show, so we are going to talk about the basketball part of this. And the reason I say that is because do they actually need Matisse-Thibault the rest of this series? Oh. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Phillies come out clicking on all cylinders. They've really impressed me. Did this first you week. see it coming? Huh?
0: Did you see I didn't it see it because
1: they were going to click on all cylinders like this. Like, everyone's like... Tobias Harris, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey—all of them finding their groove at the right time. No, I didn't see that to go with Embiid.
0: What's insane to me is Tobias Harris has become this like glorified role player. You can throw his contract aside for a second; like he's doing <laughs> everything right as a role player, albeit he's averaging only like thirteen and a half right now. But they don't need that right now. And that is the point. Right now, they do not need it. In round two against Miami, they would need about 18 or more from him consistently. And guess who's (laughs) going to be guarding Tobias Harris? PJ? PJ Tucker. (laughs) So, look, I can't say I didn't call this. I did say that if this series slows down really hard, I think people overthought Toronto as the favorite upset. And I think Philly just is able to, if it's just Harden and Embiid, and they slow the game down and they play their best, Harden's hitting step backs again, Embiid's doing his MVP you know, I should have been MVP 31 and 11 type game. Like it's going to happen, right? Um, I, I think this is the one where we get the brooms out. <laughs> I really do. And I hate wow. That sounds insane. Oh, two weeks ago, you would have thought I was a crazy if I had said that, but.
1: I think it's possible. Yeah. This is the one that I, I, I think picked to is. go seven games. And I mean, Philly looks, I mean, they're probably the most impressive team in the East I've seen so far of the eight. I've been most impressed by Philly through like a game or two for most teams.
0: So it's like, I mean, it's one of your
1: overreactions, but. but.
0: Um, I think it is important, obviously to note that they will be without Barnes, Trent Jr. And Thaddeus Young, which sucks. (laughs) Again, the Raptors, who that is. Um, So when you're missing three of your best seven players and in the playoffs, you ultimately play seven, maybe eight, depending on the team. Most teams uh, this year has been pretty interesting. There's not many deep teams and uh, it's very, teams been playing a lot of guys though. I mean, They've been well. They've had to, but when you get cut and dry after this first round, like into the second and third, like you're only playing seven day guys, like the Bucks did last year. It gets to a point where, and the Suns are kind of the anomaly. They're the exception to the rule. They have enough guys to play. They can play ten and be comfortable. There's not many teams that can say that. So, sorry to Raptors fans. Look, you can't be that upset. You won a title a few years ago. Let's be real. Um, You're look. You retold. Everybody thought like, okay, cool. We're going to do this big rebuild. Fred Van Fleet. Yada yada yada. Like, you're probably going to get Siakam on third team. Uh, your Scotty Barnes is going to very well probably run rookie of the year, like it or not. Like, you have a really good future here. Like, this is insane for you to be a five seed, for you to completely avoid the play-in by an h- entire seed this year. in an East that was really good. This is a really, like, n- look, you get swept by the Sixers. that's okay. That is my, you know, psychologist statement to the Raptors. Milwaukee and Chicago, which, by the way, um, 3-6 matchup, obviously. Um, we had a lot riding on this game because uh, our friends at the Domestic Draft Podcast were giving away a jersey uh, raffle if the Bulls won game one. And uh, as soon as I saw that, I chuckled because I thought back to our thoughts of the preview and we both were like, sweep, sweep, sweep. <sighs> so, sorry, Evan. That is still but... my thought, even though I think it Milwaukee should have looked a bit better Um, on well, Sunday. The, the game was not close for, you know, what are we talking, 39 minutes? And then the Bulls were like, here we go. Let's make this fun in the last 12 minutes. And it's less a testament to Chicago. Unfortunately, it's a testament to Milwaukee just being a good team and being able to win the games that matter when they need to. I I don't (laughs) think they looked bad, per se. I agree with you. I think it could have been better. But the point with Milwaukee is they're going to be that team, especially this year with the way these matchups are set where – they need to do what they can to get right in this first round mm-hmm. because round two for them, like it's a bloodbath on this other side, right? Obviously. So it, there's this scenario. They shot where, quite
1: poorly and Chicago is very much missing Alonzo ball. But yeah,
0: a hundred percent. Well, what I was getting at is the bucks need to get right because three of the best four teams in the East are on the same side here with Brooklyn boston and milwaukee so it's a bloodbath on the side and it's a matter and a testament of milwaukee needs to do everything they can to take care of chicago it doesn't have to be in four but ideally it probably should be for the sake of everyone uh, and the milwaukee organization i don't i hate that we don't have a ton on that i don't want to
1: shortchange the milwaukee chicago conversation but it's just i feel like moving on to the brooklyn boston conversation because i've got a it's, few thoughts now
0: well it's also too like there's not it's, yeah. They're one of the few series we've only seen one game of, right? We've only seen one game of Miami, Atlanta, uh, Boston, Brooklyn, and
1: Milwaukee, Chicago. Yeah. We've only seen two games of the Philly Toronto series.
0: Yeah. So it, it's, it's okay because there will be more because Giannis is going to yeah. have his like 40 and 12 game. It's
1: I crazy. am not bought in on Brooklyn yet, still.
0: So you're in the minority, I think.
1: Yeah. Only, no.
0: only because of this. This is where it is for me because of the fact that the Boston team is the best defensive team in the playoffs, and it's not close. It's – they legitimately – Well, it is close. We just talked about how great mine was. That's a good point. (laughs) And Phoenix. Um, But statistically, Boston is the best, let's be clear, because coming into the playoffs, they were the best defensive team just statistically this year. So regardless – Brooklyn, whether you like them or not or whether people would agree with this statement or not, they have six guys. Like, we were talking about in the preview. Like, KD and Durant. KD and Durant. KD and Kyrie. After that, like, you're thinking Lamarcus Aldridge. Patty Mills. Seth Seth Curry. Marcus Aldridge. Blake Griffin. And Andre Drummond. So, seven. Their best seven is it's not, not relying on, on Andre German. <laughs> well, I mean look, in that first uh, in that play in game, he was hitting free throws in the Cavs game, and I'm like, it's over if Andre German's just knocking free throws down. It was I texted one of our groups and I was like, Andre German's hitting free throws at a seventy one percent clip right now, but yeah. this series is over. 71. This, whatever. It was like seventy one percent. I was like, This is crazy. so funny. So okay. yeah. The part for me is game one was so close. That you have to at least sit here and consider the fact that this series could go seven. Now, some of us predicted seven. The reason you predict uh, seven, I did. (laughs) I did. I will say. I
1: called six, right?
0: I will say I want. I do want to walk back a little bit from on my end because if they have to have thirty-eight from Kyrie. He just looks like he cannot miss if he just put a ball onto a string and just threw it at the goal. Like, he could have literally done anything and it would have went in. They only got I mean, 20. that's what the Cavs rode that all the way to their one title. Yeah, well, on the other side, you get, I mean, can you imagine the Celtics fans right this moment, or say on Sunday night after they lose this game if they do, and KD has a bad game, KD shoots like, I think it's 9 for 21 from the field or something like that. Or, see, 24. There you go, even worse. So can you imagine the Celtics fans, like, just how poor they would feel if you lose the game one at home coming off a defensive player? Well, I guess at the time they didn't know Marcus Smart was defensive player of the year. Shout out to Marcus Smart for that. But you lose game one where KD has the bad game because Katie's not going to have the bad game for four games, nor is he doing that for seven. But Kyrie's not going to have the insane game for Kyrie's more likely to have more of those than KD is have bad games. That's the point. So where I'm walking it back a little bit is Boston won this game, and it it I think it was a lot further apart than it was front on the scoreboard because they did everything they needed to correctly. They got the quietest, like, 22 out of Jalen Brown, who just wasn't aggressive. They're going to get Robert Williams back. Um, I'm not aggregating anything, but people at the game talking about how they saw Robert Williams in warm-ups and practicing and da da Robert Williams is coming back by game four or five. I don't think that's. I think that's probably happening. I don't think that's a secret. But um, what I mean. they did. They did everything right, and they only won by one because of Kyrie Irving. I think this series. I'm walking back seven a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I'm. I think I'm back down to six, um, depending on the result of game two. I'm probably back down to five. So, um, the Nets just don't have enough, and and it sucks because they have on any given night like that game legitimately felt like a finals game like it felt like a game Five finals game it really did it was
1: there was was some bad blood yeah
0: which is great and I'm look I am all here for the first round of the NBA playoffs being more exciting to the average fan I am all here for that and this that game needed it I also have to make a point that it was literally the first home buzzer beater in Celtics history just just think about that for a second like really sit here and think for a second like This is the Boston Celtics, probably the most famous franchise in all of basketball. Top five most famous franchise in all of sports. And they have had zero home playoff buzzer beaters, where the time officially crossed over zero. They've had multiple with, like, one second, the bird steals the ball, Dave Cowens in 77, you had Paul Pierce in in 2011. You had a couple of those, right? Just crazy to think that Jason Tatum has cemented himself in Celtics lore even more. So, um, yeah, shout-out to Jason Tatum. Uh, any thoughts on the playoffs as we go, I guess, into trivia? Holy cow, um, pretty tight, short episode this week. Um, but, look, it's it's relatively early. We obviously just want to give our general thoughts here uh, as we leave the uh, first part of the first round. When we record next Monday, it'll be... I mean, it'll be probably a couple of sweeps coming up, uh, or it'll be a lot of series getting really tight in five or six. So we will see. I'm excited for trivia. All right. Well, I'm not because I'm down by six. So
1: you have a chance to get four points today. That.
0: <sighs> that means I got to Look, that immediately makes me nervous because that means I have <laughs> to get a four point question next week. So I've got seven. You're going to have to just
1: there. start picking these up at some point.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, Go right Stephen ahead. Curry, oh brother,
1: had a great game last night. He actually set an NBA record. Stephen Curry set did the record. He? What did he now? Yes, least minutes played in a thirty-point playoff game in NBA history. Stephen Curry had played twenty-three minutes and scored thirty-four points, which is the NBA all-time record for least points, least minutes in a thirty-point game in playoff history. I believe it. So my question for you is of the top five in least minutes in a 30-point playoff game in NBA history, who are the next four players? Second, third, fourth, and fifth.
0: You get eight guesses? Wow.
1: Four correct answers. Each one's a point. You can trade your guesses in for clues.
0: So this is all-time NBA history.
1: This is so
0: let me clarify this is shot clock era. So since the 54-55 season. Oh. Oh darn, you eliminated a couple of George Mike and guesses, I guess. <laughs> okay. So 54-55 season. I am gonna write that down because I think that's important. Least amount of minutes, most points. See.
1: Well, it's at uh, least amount of minutes for a 30 point game. So they just had to score 30, and then it's how little minutes did they And there and there's four other possible people. Got it. Okay. All of these people were more time than Steph's twenty-three, but not much more.
0: Okay. Um, doesn't help me at all to at least start narrowing down something. But we are going to think, I'm going to think prolific scorers. The problem is, from the 54-55 you know, shot clock era season up until basically 1999, people played 44 minutes a game and that was normal. So now I'm a little hesitant on a couple of guesses because I'm like, well, it's got to be Wilt Chamberlain. And then I go, Wilt averaged 48.6 6- minutes in a season one time he averaged more like it okay where my mind immediately drifted to was like tracy mcgrady the problem is tracy mcgrady i think never made it out of the first round in his in his career so that's out the window for me um i don't even know where to ask for a hint because i don't know i don't want to trust your hint ability that's my problem
1: you can ask whatever question you'd like like that's one rule with the clues. Like. You're gonna ask me a specific question, I'd have to answer it, and that'll be your clue. But other than like the name of one of the players, obviously.
0: I just I just don't have enough leeway with guesses to just be throwing guesses at the wall. That's the issue. And we're talking about NBA history. I'm just surprised like I get eight. But I guess that's the new format of trivia that we've set in place because of the hint rule. So I would rather try to guarantee myself something. Oh trying to think of a good question because i just want to go ahead and get my brain jogged forward towards an answer instead of trying to just throw a dart in the middle of the 80s (laughs) because larry bird played too many minutes I'm, i'm starting to drift towards like your david robinson's of the world your patrick ewing's like those guys in the 90s that might have played a little less minutes i don't know why patrick ewing feels like a good guess i really don't oh gosh
1: would you like a hint
0: I think I'm going to relinquish one, and I'm thinking of a good question.
1: Okay. I also have a hint prepared.
0: I'm going to hold that because I'm going to probably go with two hints, to be clear. So my first question is how many players on this list are from before – were drafted before 1990? Before as in – Of these four players were drafted after after, 1990? After 1990, as in 90 to now. Three Three of the four. Sweet. They were drafted, drafted after, not played. You know, obviously Jordan's a good example from the 80s and then played into the 90s. Okay, so three. I can
1: check four. one that might, like, I'm not sure when he was drafted, but I don't think That's it's close. Perfect.
0: Go ahead, check it. Three of four for right now, and I relinquished one hint. Got it. I'm taking notes, obviously.
1: Three or four drafted after.
0: Awesome. That really <laughs> helps me. So three of the four are from 90 <laughs> forward, which means that they developed, obviously, and, and played a little bit longer. Hmm. I'm going to go with a guest that I don't feel great about, but he's a prolific scorer, and I don't think he played a lot of minutes because that team he played on in the first part of his career was really good. And the team and guy I'm referring to is my third favorite player of all time, and that's Carmelo Anthony. That Nuggets team was really, really deep, and even the Knicks team was really, really deep. And the reason is I think he scored 30 against Kobe, and I don't think he played that many minutes.
1: That is a cool, that is a well-thought-out guess. That is incorrect, that's not right. But that is a yeah. well-thought-out guess.
0: <laughs> I knew it wasn't. I knew as soon as you started talking. So, it
1: yeah, that's two down. You got six in the in the chamber.
0: <sighs> the issue, if I go with your hand, I, I don't like that you prepare to hand because you never do that. And I'm like, not, I don't, ugh, I don't know if it's going to lead me astray or if it's going to lead me to the right, lead me to water, you know, and see if I can drink, I guess.
1: I. I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's a
0: super detailed hint, but it could be very useful to where you're at right now. I mean, what do you where I'm at right now? As in from 90 and beyond. Oh god. Um, I don't know how to tell it, yeah. Okay. Dude, the, the NBA history is so big for eight guesses. That's the part that kills me. I'm trying to be really strict. That's why I thought the Anthony guess was so good, because it was so strategic. It was so well, you know, plowed through. I was like, I thought through everything that could have happened. Oh man. I feel like Chauncey had some stupid like 2004 game where he had 31 and he, I don't even know. God, I'm so mad. But Rip Hamilton was, was the leading scorer on that team. Oh brother. Okay, drafted after 90. That really helps. I'm so serious. Like I am like basically cutting out Larry Bird. I'm cutting out yeah mm-hmm. like you know Jordan. I'm cutting out. I'm cutting out like every guy that I would have yeah. thought from. 90. There was one player drafted before 90, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. I could care less who that is. Right now, at least. You're probably not
1: going to get that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. And I doubt it's like Kareem or something stupid. So Kareem had a similar one with Chris Paul, and I, I was really excited because I thought this week was my ask of you for trivia. I thought it was my turn to ask you. Oh, uh, you and, did. Uh, there was a there was a stat uh, where Chris Paul had like 30 and 9 I brought up, which is why I brought it up because I thought, again, that I might be asking a question, but then I remembered you. Oh, there. I scored two points last week. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. So... <laughs> Chris Paul like joined Elite Company when it came to like 30.9 assist playoff games above the age of 35, and it was like Kareem, Sam Cassell, and like two other people. It was super random. I was prepared to ask you that question. Mm. Uh, it would have been really good. Same style of this one. This is a good question. I'm really impressed. All right, enough babbling. Let's go ahead and get your guess, because maybe it'll or get your hint, because then it'll give me four really good...
1: Okay. And this would only, you would still have five uh, guesses from oh, that's right. Good point. Um, but to kind of get you off the track you were going on, all three of those players drafted after 1990 are guards. They are all guards.
0: I feel like we're playing Pirtle now, so drafted after 90, they're all guards. There's three mm-hmm. of the four of them. You were
1: mentioning a lot of Fords, and so
0: let's just take you off that route and not Maybe. let you get stuck wandering there i even guessed oh man i should have asked you that before i said anthony that would have been so much better that i had six opportunities i'm so mad at myself so they were all guards all right
1: the one before 1990 is a forward but
0: okay before 90 is a forward forward not center forward okay thank you for the free hint I'm going to be an idiot, and I am pointing behind me to my backdrop of my favorite player of all time, who's also tattooed on my left. Yeah,
1: he played less than you think. He played like half a game during this time in playoffs. Steph yeah. played 23 minutes, so that's the area of time you're thinking around. 23
0: minutes? No, I'm not actually. Hold on.
1: And these guys played more minutes, but not much more.
0: Oh. I feel like this one's too good to pass up. Manu Ginobili.
1: Oh, do you have a specific date you think that was?
0: Date? Yeah, like a game or a season. At some point in his NBA career? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's incorrect. It's not Manu oh, You Ginobili. led me astray. You made me think it was right. I didn't like that. You made <laughs> I just
1: me... wanted to see if you'd come up with something. like. <laughs>
0: No, because he had those crazy games against the Heat, and I think he scored 30 at some point. And he came off the bench. He was a six he did man. come
1: off the bench, yeah. That is a good route to start thinking down.
0: Um, yeah, but, like, he's the bottom of the tier. Shout out to Manu, by the way, who made the Hall of Fame this year. But he's the bottom of, like, the least furthest tier I'm going to go. Like, I'm not going lower. I'm not going Jason Terry for that Mavericks team who probably. Manu. You pulled Jason like, Terry out of nowhere. <laughs> like, it's. I mean, there is a gap between Manu and Jason Terry, and that is not a slight on Jason Terry. He just scored 30 at some point for the Mavericks. I know he did. But do I really have the gauze to say that? <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not saying it. <laughs> oh, brother. I think it's ended up being Jason Terry, and I'm going to kick myself. <laughs> That's the part I am struggling with. Oh, man. Dude, the minutes thing is killing me because, like, did Curry – like, it can't be someone that recent, Right. Like, Edwards did it the other night. He just scored 30. There's no way he was 25 minutes or something stupid, right? That would have been, man. Oh, brother. No way it's Kyrie. Oh, man. Got four guesses remaining. I know. And that's, like, a a hint's not going to get me to one specific person. I know they're all guards. I'm just trying to narrow down guys that could actually score like that. So, I don't know, man. Oh, brother. I'm trying to think out loud and talk through it. I'm glad we left plenty of time for trivia. Oh man, um, so it's not Ginobili. I'm trying to think through all those. Dwayne Wade. They were they were a loaded Heat team multiple times. Dwayne Wade, there's no way he played that many minutes with like LeBron and Bosch and stuff. They probably played less minutes uh, as an average that year. I know LeBron played the lowest of his career that year. He won MVP with the Heat. So let's go with Dwayne Wade. All things considered. Incorrect. I thought so. So. so now the dilemma is do I relinquish a hint and have two guesses left? Because I because I'm not going I, to the, the point I'm trying to make is do I ask you am I even like close with some of these? Like that's the part you can't really get, say yes or no because like how do you gauge that? But like I got, I, I just it's killing me not knowing how close I am to this. Like I've guessed all over the place I've guessed Carmelo Anthony who by the way I wish I had known was was not a guard obviously for the scenario here but Ginobili, and I've guessed Dwayne Wade. I've made three really good educated guesses, and I'm bad. at You have. It. And yeah. none of them have been right. That's you don't feel bad me. about how
1: you've done. You've made three really good educated guesses.
0: Where where did you see this? Like You saw this on the broadcast, and then you looked it up, or did you? No, there was an article
1: this morning. When I was reading about the Warriors-Nights game.
0: Where, ESPN. Where, of course it was. Mm-hmm. I read NBA.com. That's the issue.
1: There's an ESPN article about it this morning. I was reading up on the game.
0: I just thought it was really cool. So. I did click on I did click on an article about stiff this morning, and I don't think it was that one. <laughs> I think it was something about the game as a whole, as a highlight from Brian Windhorst. But it, mm. I swear, if you're reading the same windy article, I'm gonna be mad. That's That'd crazy. be hilarious, wouldn't it? Yeah. Go up to the top of that article right now if you haven't pulled up. Uh, who, who wrote the? I don't have right? the
1: article pulled up. I just have a picture, oh, damn. A, a screenshot I took.
0: Dang it, I would love to know if it's the same one, because I did read one with him, Like because I remember seeing something about him in it, and I'm going to be mad at myself if it was in there. Oh, man. I almost have to, just for the sake of, like...
1: Is it two guesses now, or it's three guesses? Three, you got three. three left.
0: Which is why I was considering another hint, but I just mm-hmm. don't know where your hint's going to lead me. So, like, I'm more scared of your hint not helping than I am of just... I like, would,
1: yeah, I would ask a question if I were you.
0: Because I don't have a hint prepared for you. Okay. Um, let's go with. Oh, 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 oh! Clay Thompson.
1: That's an awesome guess. It's not correct, but that is—it's a really good one. That was really smart. Yeah, most points there. with the least amount of dribbles.
0: Absolutely. Well, he did, he did that against the Kings in the regular season when he scored like 61 or something like that. Yeah, he's definitely done it in the regular season. Like 28 minutes or something stupid? He had yeah. Like 60 or something? Um, yeah. Well, 28 minutes would be too many to be on this list. There's a free hint for you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, either way. Oh,
1: man. There's kind of no point in getting a hint now, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, because at that point, like, what am I going to ask? Like, my only hint question possibly was like, Did any of these guys that year go on to win an NBA championship? Which I feel like could have helped me with the clay thing, but then I wouldn't have. Yeah. Like that year did they win an NBA championship. That's the issue. And if I say that, then I have one guess left. (laughs) So I think I'm just going to go with guards in the playoffs that scored much and just pray. (sighs) Yeah. I'm trying to think of how recently some of these could have been. Like, like Donovan Mitchell plays way too much. Like he just plays and as we heard earlier, he shoots way too much, too. So is it Oh man. Oh gosh. Devin Booker. Incorrect. Hard question that I should have been prepared for, but uh let's go with my final guess. Chris Paul doesn't score enough. There's no way it's Chris Paul. I'm going to eliminate Chris Paul before I even go down that rabbit hole.
1: Too many minutes.
0: Too many minutes. That's another thing. Like I keep thinking mm-hmm. like role play like there's going to be glorified role players on this list and I'm going to kick myself for it. When was Jamal Crawford drafted? <laughs> <laughs> this is where we've ended up. Uh, Jamal Crawford. There's no way he was he was drafted a lot earlier than he wasn't drafted pre nineties, I know that, but he was yeah. drafted. He was drafted. I'd say he definitely
1: fits into the in the <laughs> yeah. time
0: range. But did he make the playoffs that much? I don't think he did. He's uh, not very not very keen on him making the playoffs. Uh, let's see. I have to say, I, this is a self-glut moment. I am really proud of my guesses minus Carmelo Anthony because of the stupid guard thing that I didn't know about freaking Anthony Ginobili Wade Thomas Thompson sorry and Booker like I feel good about every one of those and then I'm like wait a minute they're all wrong <sighs> Damian Lillard played way too much Mike, <laughs> he plays way too many minutes for it. come minutes. off the court the thing is though CJ McCollum might not be a bad guess because CJ didn't play as many minutes at Dame he let a lot of the second unit I think I'm not in the right ballpark with CJ though god bless America <laughs> Uh, Darren Fox has never made the playoffs So that's a no <laughs> He has this not is where I've in, This is where I've ended up I hope you realize I'm like staying in the West way too long Russell Westbrook plays way too many minutes James Harden plays too many minutes Trey Young Too many minutes I'm thinking way too big stars probably That's probably what's going to end up being my Achilles heel has Raymond Felton ever done it? That's hmm. Raymond Felton, oh. that might be. Yeah, that might be way too far down the list. Uh, Bradley Beal, Russ played a lot of those minutes. Bradley Beal also played a lot of those minutes, so it's not Bradley Beal. This is the part where I shamefully give up, but I'm gonna at least throw out a guess because why not? You should throw something way. out. Yeah. I just hope it's not one of the guys I just named. <laughs> That's the part I'm so upset about. <laughs> Let's go with – I don't feel good about it at all. I don't feel good about anything I'm doing anymore in trivia. Let's go with CJ McCollum.
1: That is unfortunately incorrect.
0: All right. Rip the Band-Aid off. You can do it slowly. You can do it fast. I don't care how you do it. I just want to to do it kind of slowly, but – I'm genuinely curious. Like, yeah, set this up properly. So
1: Steph is first all-time. 22 minutes, 57 seconds. He scored 34 points. Second place on the list happened in 2005.
0: Um, now let's play mini the yesterday.
1: Chicago Bulls were playing the Washington Wizards. Um, ben Gordon. No. Uh, in 24 minutes, Kirk Heinrich, third year player for the Chicago Bulls, would score 30 plus points um, for Chicago in only 24 minutes on the court.
0: Can I tell you who I was not getting? Kirk Heinrich. Kirk Heinrich.
1: Yeah, that is that's... the captain. Blast from the past, though. So um The third on this list actually happened in 2020 in the uh, bubble season. The Los Angeles Clippers star shooting guard, Paul George, played just 25 minutes against the Dallas Mavericks in a 30-point performance. I know. I'm shocked he only played 25 as well.
0: Me too, and I'm just mad because I'm pretty sure he's, in my eyes, he's really not a guard, but it's okay. I understand what you're trying to make. He was a guard for a while. Yeah, No, he is a guard. Like, he's a shooting guard now. I get it. I just, he's a forward. He's Positionless not. Positionless basketball, he shouldn't be playing
1: it. Let us know on Twitter if you think Paul George is a guard or a forward. Fourth on the list, in 2011, Dallas Mavericks shooting guard Jason Terry scored 30-plus points in a 25-minute performance yeah. against the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: That's why I ripped it off slowly. I am jetting my way out of here. (laughs) I Actually, can't. My headphones are attached. (laughs) This is a problem.
1: I couldn't contain my laughter when you said, I'm not going to guess Jason (laughs) Terry. Because that came out of nowhere, and it was exactly correct. (laughs) You didn't guess it. And he went on to win a championship that year in 2011 for the Mavericks.
0: He's been the only guy so far to do that <laughs> on this list.
1: hmm And the last one was in 1962. The Philadelphia <laughs> Warriors for Tom Heinsohn played just 25 minutes in a 30-point performance uh, for the Philadelphia Warriors.
0: Heinsohn played for the Warriors before he played for the Celtics?
1: Tom Heinsohn, yes.
0: as in- Oh, no, sorry.
1: That was a game against
0: the Philadelphia Warriors. My bad. Oh. Thank you. I was about to. Tommy Heinsohn's a famous Celtic. Rest in peace, Tommy Heinsohn. Holy cow! My fault, one. You're good. I just was he was sure. he was toasting the Philadelphia Warriors. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, that, yeah He like, was only oh. ever a <laughs> Celtic. Yeah, he's a Celtic lifer. Like I was like, wait yeah, a minute, man. did he ever play for the? What part of my brain didn't remember that? Oh, you know, it's it. Does it hurt less that I would have only gotten one? Kind of. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and all those scoring guards you named from recent years, and you didn't get Paul George, which I mean, I probably wouldn't have either. Um,
0: yeah, no, I was no, literally, no, I was probably more likely to get Jason Terry than I was. There was I- really no
1: rhyme or reason to that list. It's kind of all over the place, other than most of the guys are like modern day. I just had to like not step on my own feet. <laughs> like, he said you didn't have the gall to throw it Jason my, Terry out there. It was my favorite. What did I have to lose? It was my favorite playoff run in the last twenty years. And why did I not say it? I'm so bad. And he scored it against your Lakers. Well. I don't care. I'm just yeah. saying that he was he was so much. Oh my god. Thirty-four years of age at the time. All
0: right, this is the part where I just move on and self plug for a second. Um, draft Chat. Score trivia is
1: still seventeen to eleven
0: yeah whatever on. okay shut up <laughs> i'm upset i'm so bad <laughs> oh, i'm going to pay grayson 35 dollars <laughs> under the table to make these to the... as humanly possible for you the quiz. or or just cheat and like tell me what they are well then anyway. maybe
1: i need to get uh someone else to also bring 10 questions so we have a yeah, right.
0: question like arbitrated like it's arbitrated properly yeah right. no anyway. someone that's uh that's rigged it for my side <laughs> What are we talking about? Fairness? I just, I can't. I'm so mad. Like just, nothing about this game is fair. We make up rules every week. You're right. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who supported Draft Chat last week. Uh, it was an awesome, awesome response. Uh, truly. Shocking in a sense, it did better than most episodes have done this month. Uh, so thank you. Uh, we gl- we gladly see that you like love the draft, uh, and we will go ahead and promote this really quickly. Draft Chat episode two will be going out on Saturday, uh, a couple days after this Wednesday release of this episode. Uh, it will be a friend of the show. I'll just go ahead and say it because he'll probably tweet it on Friday. <laughs> anyway, why not? Right? Um, it's we've had him on before. It's it's friend of the show, Tyler James, MBA. So. Looking forward to talking a little bit of draft with him. Uh, draft lottery coming up here in less than a month. I blundered that last week. Uh, draft The lottery's coming up now. It feels like a little bit closer. I can say that. But uh, yeah, uh, Twitter at Two Pointers, Instagram and TikTok are at the Two Pointers Podcast, and then Facebook.com slash The Two Pointers Podcast. Josh, I'm sick of this. I'm done.
1: <laughs> this has been the Two Pointers Podcast. I'm Josh.
0: And I hate Jason Terry. And we will see you soon.